Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts, and the format is conversation. We're having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So subscribe today. Take 20 minutes and hear from people living in your community who are making a difference in your community. It's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Hey everyone, this is Jason Batalden uh, with Sweet Talk, Season 3 Sweet Talk. Um, and uh, so that means, Paul, and Paul, you're here today. How right, are you? All, as always, and we're well well into Season 3 now. Yeah, we're knocking yeah, uh, out some podcasts, aren't we? Uh, yeah, I mean, it gets easier and easier all the time, doesn't it? It does, and uh, you know what? It's gotten, f- uh, I, I think I had, well... I don't want to ruin our guest, but I know our guest is an English teacher. So Tara, is funner a good word? Is funner a word? Can I say the podcast has gotten funner? No, no, I can't say that, can I? Uh-uh. It has gotten more fun. More fun. It's gotten more fun. fun. <laughs> I mean, we can we can make words if you want. No, no, not can with an can, English can, teacher. Can we make word and then make it go viral? Is that no, no, I'm a little embarrassed. So. Funner is not a word. I'm pretty sure Mrs. Lothian taught me that. Okay. Okay. All right, man. But anyway, so I kind of ruined it. We've got a great guest on the show today, and uh, I can't wait to get talking to her. Uh, But Paul, can we throw a little plug in for our little special podcast while we're here? Yes, and I will say it because I know it's it's a tongue twister. I can't um, say it. So uh, right now, uh, Jason and I are doing this uh, series that we're posting on Fridays. Uh, the first is it the last Friday of every month, Jason? Correct, correct. Um, and it is a podcast um, about podcasting by podcasters. <laughs> Say so that's five times fast. Yes, you can't. You um, can't. So um, in that podcast, what we're doing is we're just basically reminiscing about our history of putting the podcast together, the um, hurdles we had to jump through, why we did it, and um, also how we did it. So give that a listen. Um, please do. And uh, also, that's a good one to comment on if you have or send us questions, please. Um, we can't go over a lot of the details in that podcast. So please post us some questions so that we can uh, possibly give you some insight from our vast knowledge. That's right. And, uh, and they're fun to do. So we definitely yes. want to, and, and it, I think there's some good information there. So we're going to jump onto our guest uh, right now. We're just going to jump right into it. And our guest is Tara Cole. And I've already given away one, uh, one hat she wears, which is the English teacher hat. And so, uh, but I'm going to have her introduce herself here and tell us about all the other many hats she wears. But before we say that, Paul, the magic word, and the magic word is welcome. Welcome. Welcome, Tara, to the show. Uh, please introduce yourself to our to our audience. Hi, Jason and, and Paul. Thank you so much for having me on today. I've, as I mentioned, I've never done a podcast, so I'm pretty excited about this. And um, I'm Tara Cole, and I teach in the Department of English and Philosophy at Idaho State University. I just got promoted to senior lecturer this spring, which is pretty exciting. So that's a, a nice tip on my hat. Also, I am a co-owner along with my husband, Bronson Cole, of what is known as Barricade, which is um, Pocatello's only, so far, only arcade bar. Oh, right. 
Yeah, um, I, I think uh, um, over a year and a half ago, we actually did a video on you for our uh, entrepreneur highlight series, that, if I remember correctly. That's right. That was really fun. It was fun. And that was that one was filmed. So I thought yeah. that was nerve wracking as well. But, but, it was all, but it turned out really beautifully. You guys did a wonderful job. So. Thank you. Thank you. And we had a great time. I, I know um, I know we dropped some quarters in the pinball machine. Um, and I know that we were on uh, company time, so we couldn't imbibe on the uh, delicious offerings uh, behind the bar. Um, but uh, you guys, uh, uh, how long have you been in business total now? We opened up in November of 2019. 2019. And so, um, you know, I... And when I created the business plan, of course, I did not think about a pandemic happening. <laughs> what? Tara, what, where, what, come on now. You, that should have been a standard in there and just about every business plan, right? No, you know, no. I, I think it probably will be now. I mean, I think that will be something people will be having to take into account, which is just a learning experience. But we, um, we did wonderful the first couple of months and then winter came. And I think winter is always traditionally a little bit slower just with weather. Sure. And whatnot and, and you get kind of past the enthusiasm of a new business and maybe you kind of get that dip but we were really sure. beginning to pick up again at the end of february beginning of march and then lo and behold we were um, mandated to shut down and actually we did shut down on our own before the state mandated us because we just started getting nervous about things and we felt like that was the right choice to keep the community safe and keep ourselves safe so i think we we were at, we were down about a week before the governor had us all shut down. So um, to be honest with wow. you, in many ways, I know this might sound weird, but it was kind of a nice break because we had been going so hard, Bronson and myself, and then Kristen at the time, our manager, we'd all been working so hard, both our jobs and Barricade, that to get that downtime was actually kind of a, t a chance to get a, a breath of fresh air and just mm -hmm. rest for a little bit and then kind of have a revision of the of the process and where we were going with it so i was not grateful about the pandemic i don't want anybody to get no. me wrong on that no. of course not <laughs> but just to have that moment to to pause for a second was was an interesting experience sure it was so can i so you guys you you said you did the shutdown um about a week before the governor came on board so can you do you mind sharing a little bit uh, just what was involved in that decision and in that process? Um, where, what kind of did it for you that says, okay, wait a minute, we need to pull, you know, we need to put the, the close sign up on this. Because um, that, I mean, that was a, that was a difficult decision and it was a controversial decision across the board. I mean, you know, nobody, I don't know. I, I talked to us a little bit about kind of where you're that, how do you walk yourself through that? Right. I don't think anyone willingly wants to shut their business down, especially right. when it's something that's so new and exciting. But, um, you know, I'd read about Wuhan back in December and, and I was nervous about it. I, I'm not a scientist, so I didn't know exactly what it all meant, but um, I read about the quarantines there and it, it made me made me anxious. And then when it started getting closer and closer here, and then I know this is going to sound kooky, but when Tom Hanks got COVID, that was just one of those <laughs> moments. I, it sounds so goofy. No. But when you know, America's like, dad. Right. It's like, it's like okay, wait, Tom Hanks is sick and his wife, like, okay, this, this is real. And so that happened. And then um, we just started noticing less and less people coming out. And when people were coming in, 
that's all anybody wanted to talk about. It makes sense. It was something mm-hmm. that was really frightening. The, the last night that I can remember was Bronson and I were working. I don't remember what day of the week it was. I want to say it was like a Thursday or something like that. And not a single person came in to barricade. Mm. And we were just sitting there looking around at all the games were on and it looked really beautiful, but it felt very empty. And we just looked at each other and we, we said, we're going to shut down right now. We put a sign on the door that just said, you know, sorry, closing early, more details to come. And, and we, we just called it. We said, this is, we, we talked to Kristen and we said, I think we're going to, we're going to close down and see how things go. And, and then about a week later, that's when the governor had everybody closed down. So. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, um, so you closed down a week before everyone else closed down. How long were you closed down before you started considering opening up again? So we did the full, I can't remember the details on the full. I feel like everybody was shut down for about two months, three months. I don't remember. It's so yeah. foggy, you know, even though it was a year ago, it feels like it was well, a million. It was a year ago. <laughs> I know, I know, but it feels like it was a long time ago. Yeah. So we did whatever the regular, the governor oh. said, as far as, because we have a bar designation. Oh, so yeah. we were, we were longer than, and then um, almost right. at haircut, haircut stores, because that's what my kids <laughs> call them. <laughs> Barber shops, hairdressers, not haircut stores. Run a podcast. <laughs> oh, I don't feel so bad about funner anymore. I know, exactly. We can make up stuff. It turns out we can actually make up stuff. So anyway, we so we we had to wait that out. But even when we were told we could open back up again, we were still anxious about stuff. So we had um, we started doing some things to, to focusing on what things we could do that people could purchase online or that people could purchase by just, you know, stopping our curbside delivery, that type mm-hmm. of a thing. We focused mainly on that. So we still didn't have anybody really inside a barricade. And then, you know, we gently started to ease off once things were seeming like we could have some amount of people in there, but then we kept the numbers at 10. I mean, there were, we kept them so low and we focused on doing um, mainly private parties. Oh, so right it on. would be with very limited people. So it would mm-hmm. be people that were already like, say maybe in their COVID pod or a family. I'm not kids. We can't have children there, but we kept right. it so small in that way. So kind of these little things where we could just begin to integrate the public back in and in a safe way. Did you, um, did you feel like and this is not meant to be a loaded question, but it's going to be so sorry. Did you feel like you were getting the guidance you needed from the governor and from the CDC and from all the different agencies about how to reopen safely? Or did you feel like you were kind of out there just trying to mix and match the different information you were getting, I guess? I, how did that process work? Well, I felt like it was, it worked pretty well. I mean, I Good. think we had to do some of our own, our own research, but I mean, that's, that's okay. It's sometimes, especially as a business owner, you have to find out what your resources are. So I believe those things were available to us and we would, we could go to the governor's webpage. I would listen to it when he would do his um, press conferences or whatever they're called. And the CDC's website was constantly being updated. I think, and the, and the um, health department here also really great resource as far as um, helping us figure out what kinds of things we needed to be doing for sterilizing and, and that type of thing. Also, um, you're a professor at the university, and I know the university also had their own rules. Did that also provide some guidance to you in your business? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was, we shut down here as well, obviously at the university. So it was kind of a, it kind of coincided. I mean, we would start teaching online, right through zoom, but we didn't, right. we weren't going into the university at all anymore. So that, I think we had a lot of resources available to us. Very good. So how, what else, like, so the, to the weather, I mean, rent was still due right on the building power bills were still due and all this shut down and you guys were, and I, not asking for finances, you know, don't give me your profit and loss statement, but those were that that's part of that concern uh, as far and employees, right? You had people working there that were, and so, I mean, that whole process too, just could not have been uh, a very easy thing to think about. You know, no, it wasn't. And, you know, Kristen our, was our manager and she was full time and, and she's almost like a um, daughter to us, really. She's really <laughs> part of our family. We love her so much. And yeah. it was very hard to have to say, um, you know, we're going to we're going to have to let you go. I mean, obviously short term, but we don't know what things are going to even be looking like six months, nine months. And so uh, fortunately, unemployment benefits were helpful. I know to mm -hmm. many people like that were in her situation and she did end up getting a full-time job at the health department, which is just great. So I'm glad that she was able to get employment, which hard for us. Cause then we lost her that way, but sure. she still does some fill-in stuff, but, um, it was, I think the the one thing about the financial stuff that I, uh, that goes along with sort of the entrepreneurial aspect here is that we actually had to start investing money into the business, which seems very counterintuitive because at least for me, because I, I'm not, I'm, I'm frugal. And so um, we, we saw what was going on and we said, okay, we have to diversify. Essentially, we have to buy some of this equipment, we have to buy a lot of merchandise that we can then sell online and it felt so counterintuitive to be putting money into a business that was shut down and it yeah, was right virtually nothing. But I think that's partially that there's a couple things that saved us that was one of them was was taking that leap of faith and putting that money into that. The second one was community support. And I cannot say enough about how grateful I am to friends and family that donated money to us, that purchased merchandise online, that bought gift cards that, that they can then use down the line. That just having that little bit of stuff coming in on a weekly basis. And I remember I went to the post office like every other day to mail merchandise to friends and family oh. from all over the country that had bought t-shirts and sweatshirts and and ball caps. And that was a, just a little tiny bit of money coming in, but it helped us immensely. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I, and I mean, you were in that business bubble that had the most impact from COVID. Um, and I mean, we're talking the restaurants, bars and so forth that uh, had to shut down and also had, you know, they had their staff that, you know, were let go. Um, I mean, many people, a lot of industries actually rode this wave of COVID just fine, and 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 others actually thrived during this COVID. But that restaurant industry, we we all know of um, uh, restaurant businesses that have shut down over the last year. Uh, I I can't imagine the stress and worry that must have been on your shoulders on a daily basis throughout this whole thing. Yes, it really was. And, and you kind of go through these thoughts process where you think, well, should we just call it? I mean, oh. should we cut, call it, cut our losses now and try to sell off the equipment? And, and, you know, you're just trying to navigate that process. But I think just the, the glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel was just always 
there. And, and my husband Bronson is really an optimist. And I think he just, he has a lot of energy and passion for it. So he really kind of kept that optimism going, even at times where I'm kind of like, forget it, I can't do this anymore. So, <laughs> so I'm all grateful for him too, for that continued support. So, so you already kind of touched a little bit on this, like the lessons learned, one of them was to take that risk and, and invest in yourself. I mean, that was, I, that's what I heard is that was one lesson maybe you got out of this, but what was maybe a couple other lessons that you feel like uh, moving forward um, that you'll be like, oh, we're never forgetting that or, <laughs> oh, that's going in the book. You know what I mean? When we write a book, that's going chapter three, you know, I mean, <laughs> it, what, what, what lessons did, did you think you uh, got out of this one? Well, one, and one thing I just, I can't stress this enough. If you want to start a business, you have to make sure that you don't spend all of your money right away when you're open. It's so, I can understand the temptation of you have a certain amount of money that you know you can invest in this and you want, you see the, the vision and you want it to be like that right away in the very right. beginning. And uh, we had to fight that so hard because, and, and that's where my, my frugality really is, is beneficial to the relationship because I was like, Bronson, hang on, we can get that stuff down the line. Like we just gotta <laughs> wait, we'll add on, we'll add on, we'll add on. And because we had saved a little bit of that money, the startup money, that is what helped us to have that nest egg or that little bit of a cushion. If we hadn't done that, I don't think we would have made it even through. with public support. And, and, right. I, and we were able to obtain a PPP loan Last okay, I, I was going to ask. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, and I should I should not neglect to mention that because that's really nice that that our you know we live in a country where we were able to get that kind of support and and Absolutely. it wasn't large because we were a small business and we hadn't been going well, very long, but it was enough to help to pay utilities for a few months and and. Well, it's nice to hear because the that that those that program was I mean the stimulus that stimulus money was create I mean that was put aside for businesses exactly like yours. That's right. Um, you know, the small businesses that were, you know, ha suffered the most during the, the COVID. And, you know, you hear such, you know, in the last, few, you know, several months, you've heard so many stories about people abusing that system or businesses that didn't need the money getting the money. Um, it's nice to hear that someone who was in need and had the, you know, needed that money to continue actually got it. Yes. And that, so that was really beneficial. And then the what, last one I will shout out, I want to give is to um, a friend of ours named Rob Angle. And he has, he's a, a pinball enthusiast and a video game collector. And he has a lot of the in his house and he has given us, I think three pinballs and two or three arcade games just to have at barricade to, to keep. And he doesn't want anything from us in exchange and just that generosity from people is just really, really cool. heartwarming and so is, is, is he just hoping that that addiction falls on someone else <laughs> yes. maybe his maybe his wife was like there are too many pinball right. machines in this house he's <laughs> like to get rid of some of these that's right i just figured out a way to save my marriage <laughs> <That's right. laughs> here so you we, go we've been so grateful for that too so we, i think when you guys came down to barricade we only had one pinball machine and now uh, yes. we have one two we have five pinball machines Ooh. wow i know wow you so, um 
Are you guys open? I mean, are you open full board? Anybody? Well, not full board. Okay. No. And our hours are weird. And I know it's been frustrating to the public. And I'm just really asking for the community's patience on that. But um, so far right now, we have been doing um, Wednesdays and Thursdays. We're open five to seven. And I know it's like such limited time, but with Bronson and I both working full-time jobs and we have a son who's almost 16 and we're running a household, it's hard to be doing, you know, 80 hours a week. So we are expanding though now we are um fridays and saturdays will be open from five until 11 so we'll have two later nights on the weekends for date nights or whatever it happens to be and then i'm hoping that we can get some more people on board here to employ some more people Mm -hmm. soon this summer so that we can have expanded hours okay now as a reminder um i mean you're a bar as well correct that's right right we have a bar designation Okay, mm-hmm. so you ha- you have uh, you're serving alcohol to the public, so it's not kids. It's uh, no kids. this is more uh, uh, adult entertainment um, uh, a venue, kind of a nostalgia um, drop, you know, nostalgia point. Um, people like our Jason and my age remember actually going to arcades when we were in high school can relive those days by coming to your place, um, playing the games that we grew up with like pac-man uh i think guys um have centipede uh, a- was there centipede yeah. and asteroids, asteroids. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and but as a bonus i can have a beer <laughs> that's right and then also another thing that we expanded during covid which has been so fun is uh we expanded our our wine selection oh, so we okay. have um we do wine tasting every third thursday from 5 30 to 7 30 and that's hosted by kathy stanley from brj distributors it's so much fun I, it's just i look forward to it every month and then i also have a wine club where i have um i think i've got 10 or 12 members now so every third uh, every first friday which is co- coincides with first friday art walk you come and pick up your wine selection and things are carefully selected for you and you can keep your money local so that's been really so here's what i mean like some of these things we had to think outside the box like how can sure. we get creative we're, right we're not just an arcade bar now we also got a wine bar so, right on. so we had to kind of diversify so you just uh, uh said something there that uh, I, I i haven't even thought about in well, geez, a year, over a year is uh uh pocatello city of pocatello on the first friday of every month have what they call an art walk in the downtown area. Um, basically, all the stores, most stores downtown participate. Uh, artists in the area can display the works, but the stores can open and, and let the public know that they're there. Um, I didn't even know this was on again. So It's back on. I th- it's actually tonight. I believe last month was the first month that we that they've been back on like fully. And you've still I think they still want people to wear masks and and respect the, you know, the the good social distancing practices, but um it is back on and it's going to be great weather this evening, so I think it's going to be a really fun. I'm actually going to be premiering our wine club tonight at barricade i know this is going to air later but just so people know it's it's a fun thing to check out and art walk is great for the community just go see what other what artists are out there and and what community has to offer so you will have that wine club uh pretty much every art walk then no i'm just gonna i'm just premiering it this month next month we'll probably have an actual artist and i'm hoping i'm hoping to get artists back in again yes so um um well that's that's great um so um so basically, you'll be um, putting the artwork on the walls so people, as they play the games, they can see the artwork displayed um, throughout the throughout Barricade. Is that how you're 
plan on doing it. That's right. And usually we have a little setup in the front so people can, if they don't even want to come all the way in, they can just kind of come in the front and see what the artist has to offer. And Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Because you do have, is that the timer? That was the timer. Paul. <laughs> it is the timer. It, it goes, timer. it goes by <laughs> so goes by fast. <laughs> so it's just I don't so wanna, fun. It is. And I don't want to shift gears, but I do a little bit, Tara. Uh, first of all, when, if we come tonight to, to, to enjoy in uh, a great night, um, we're wearing we're wearing masks inside. Is that what's the rule there? Well, the rule is if you're sitting down, just sort of like how it is at a restaurant. Right if on. you're sitting down, then of course you do not need to have your mask on. But if you're up playing games, and especially if it's on the busier side, it would sure. it, it's maybe um, respectful to sure. have a mask. But um, if things are most people that come into Barricade honestly have, have had all their vaccinations. Yeah, we right. we've, we we ask, we've checked, and so it really feels a lot safer because of that. It does. Well, and, Isn't I, that I mean, weird? Yeah. How the and it's, sorry, Paul, yeah. but it no, is those, those vaccinations. Um, it, it gives you a, a sense, right? That wait a minute, this is the path back, and yes. it feels good to do it. Um, and so, yeah, yeah please, please get vaccinated. Please get vaccinated. Yeah, please. Right? Everybody. I yeah. want to go to barricade without a mask. That's and right. I, and I'm not saying I'm anti-masker. I'm just right. saying I'm looking <laughs> well, forward to the day when I, I don't have to. <laughs> I, 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 I think uh, we're all we're all like understand the whole mask things, but you know it would be nice not to. It'd be nice right. not to. You know, a um, mask really ruins your beard game. And it does. I, I was just lot, thinking that. I have taken a lot of time <laughs> to create a heck of a good beard game. And uh, the last yeah, you, get a, you get a crease on it. All right, I, know. I was out this morning. Got a crease. So, um, uh, Tara, I just want to touch base. Uh, I, I know we're, we're we're running on time here, but I just want to touch base because um, you are a professor at the university and you're in the English department. Is that correct? That's right. And uh, recently you helped uh, helped us out. Um, at our department oh, wow. at the university. Um, you actually found, um, so Jason does uh, co um, marketing content for our department. Yes. Um, but that part of that marketing content is we have a blog and we also need people to write, you know, mm -hmm. content for the marketing. And Tara was kind enough to uh, hook us up with an individual to take, take the place of uh, um, someone who's leaving. Yeah. One of our fit, well, uh, yeah, and That's she great. did, and and I just want to say thank you, Tara. Um, and as excited as I am to bring that new student on board, I, I need you to know that I am extremely bummed that I can't keep uh, our mutual friend on staff. She she's going to bigger and better things, thank God. Yeah. So yeah, but um, but anyway, thank you for that, Tara. Truly do appreciate. It. So Tara, give us a shout out first of all. Where's, give us uh, Barricade's address. Okay, so we are located at 308 East Center Street. We're across from Sumisu and right next door to Chubby's. And you're always welcome to bring food in as well since we do not serve our own food. So feel free to get something to go from Sumisu. Chubby's delivers even right next door. Cool. So, so so help out the other local businesses. And we are open right now Wednesdays and Thursdays, five to seven and Fridays, five to 11. And we still are available for private parties. So you can reach out and contact us about that and if they want to do that how do they, they get can. a hold of you yes they can get a hold of us on facebook at barricade underscore pokey lowercase p or they can email at barricade dot machina which is m-a-c-c-h-i-n-a -C -C at gmail.com 
Very good. That's it, it, to my husband's email yeah. address. <laughs> it, 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 it is a great, great way. Um, I mean, you, you do want some younger people there as well. Uh, but for us old guys, it's a great way to relive some of those nostalgic days. Right. That's right. We have well, a real nice mix of, of young and and no one's old, right? No one's old. No, no one's old. Like no saying, one's old, old Paul. No one's old. We are not old. We're not, and a, by the way, it looks like, too, if you want some really cool gear, I was noticing your shirt on the video. So if those of you that are watching the video, check out, I'm assuming a website and they can order some shirts and stuff and some swag. Yes. And if you go to our Facebook page, you can link to our store and then our, come on go. in too. We've got, I'm ordering some more tank tops today. So we'll have some new Very tank good. tops for the warm so you, weather. So you have some that you have the gear at the store too. We do. Out. We have okay. sweatshirts, sweat, uh, t tank tops, t-shirts, hats, stickers. Yeah. So, Hey, yeah, let's, let's support our local business. Yep. support our local business absolutely thank tara you. thank you for coming on the show thank you for giving a follow-up uh it was kind of cool for me you know we uh were able to to sh uh film that entrepreneur highlight and i don't think you guys were open that long uh when we had come in um and by the way if you haven't had a chance to walk in and check out the super cool environment the super cool uh, I don't, is it, you call it, it's a bar, but it's an old soda fountain bar. It is an old soda fountain. I mean, it, and we really just don't feel like a bar. I mean, that's no, our designation, but we, I feel more like a club or right. hangout. You know, I, I think for um, anyone who's uh, um, maybe watching the video, I think we have a, a picture somewhere that we can post on the oh, video. Oh, there we go. We'll, the we'll include that too. Yeah, right yeah. on. And so Excellent. with that being said, be sure, it sounds like, well, first of all, I'll tell you, uh, go to Barricade because you'll have a great time and it's a cool place. And it sounds like that only cool people hang out there. So that's right. Um, be there and, and, and be cool. And Everybody yeah, that's there is cool. That's yeah, right. And if, and, and right. if you're, if you're listening to this cool. podcast, uh, watching the video, uh, why don't you, why don't you uh, give us a comment about what was your favorite video game when you were a kid? That's right. 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 On. So with that being said, Paul, uh, if they want to get a hold of us, they can do it at cetrain.isu.edu. You can call us at 208-282-3372. Got the phone number, dude. I'm on yeah. the street. You, you are like I, so, I'm seriously so on it now. I think I'm like on a four podcast streak here, man. I've got uh, the phone number down. You know, after three seasons, I think you have it memorized. <laughs> <laughs> so, and again, Tara, thank you for being on the show. Um, and then like Paul says, please reach out to us uh, and let us know what you think about Sweet Talk. And please go to Barricade and uh, drop us what your favorite game was. So thank you, Tara. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.